Hey, there we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a uh, test edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Uh, we're testing out some new technology because James is back and he's got the itch to make everything better. So uh, we are live uh, casting on, live casting, I don't know if that's a word, Facebook living our severe weather coverage tonight and kind of just talking to you guys uh, using some new technology, software to try to make our show better. And uh, yeah, they told me to feel, feel, feel. So that's what we're just doing. Just stretch, Scotty, just stretch. So <laughs> if you're on YouTube, hello. We got lots of folks on YouTube and we'll have some folks testing from Facebook Live. We're gonna talk about the storms that are out there as soon as I get Facebook Live working and I have to stop tap dancing. Um, but until I'll, I'll, then, I'm going to go ahead and share maybe some radar, Scotty. Would that be helpful to you? Yeah, I was going to say I'll, I'll continue tap dancing. I just didn't know the technology stuff I was talking about. But we can talk about the weather. How about that? That sounds great. We know a lot about nice. the weather. We do. Well, we think we do. We think we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as uh, if you live in the upstate right now, my gosh, we got a hailstorm and a half down there in the uh, Greenville, South Carolina, Spartanburg, Greer, South Carolina area. Uh, I'll pull up my Twitter page, and I'm sure uh, Shay and, and David and, and James have been following it as well. Uh, a lot of reports of uh, hail out of the upstate of South Carolina. Now getting some reports of hail out of the uh, Charlotte metro area, and uh, James may be uh, able to confirm that here in just a little bit. But uh, strong to severe thunderstorms right now, uh, Cabarrus County. Uh, over into uh, the Albemarle area. Let me pull up chat and I can tell you where that severe thunderstorm warning is. Cabarrus, Rowan County, uh, until 9.30 tonight. Uh, damage and wind, 60 mile per hour greater. Uh, hail, one inch in diameter, uh, and maybe even a little bit larger than that as uh, some of the photos have been coming in. So very uh, distinguished line of storms uh, moved through the upstate earlier today, and that continues uh, now through the Charlotte metro area. And then uh, we're looking back to our west as more storms move into South Carolina and into the Atlanta metro area. And then I'm going to bring in David Reese because um, he's been watching the storms there in the Atlanta metro area. He's got some family uh, that lives there. So, David, uh, looking at radar, it looks to be a, a pretty stormy evening there in the uh, northern Georgia area. Yeah, they had quite the uh, hailstorm up across northern Georgia, up towards the Dalton area. I saw numerous reports of large hail there. And, uh, I believe Shay has the radar up now showing the strong storms racing through downtown Atlanta. It's heading towards the uptown area. It went through Dunwoody. That's in my brother's neck of the woods. Uh, Tucker heading towards Stone Mountain and eventually Interstate 20, which is that blue line cutting off to the east from Atlanta. Strong wind. You can see the wind rushing out ahead of it on the outflow boundary, which is that thin line of very light green you see just to the south of the big reds and yellows and oranges there. And that will continue to race off to the south and east. Oh. It's like I'm seeing reports of power outages all across northern Atlanta right now. My brother said it was getting incredibly windy just a bit ago, and that's the last I heard of from him about 10, 15 minutes ago before the storms hit. So hope he's okay. I think he is. I mean, where he's located, he'll be all right. Even if a tree falls, he's far enough away from the big trees that I'm not concerned about that. Cars, different story, but him, he'll be all right. But, Check out yeah, this hailstorm in Greer, South Carolina. Yeah, a couple that, of hours ago. That that's the that's the other big news with this was the hail that they had in northern Georgia and South Carolina and, and uh, now, like uh, Scotty said, 
in the Charlotte area. And I don't know if James is still with us, but James, have you seen or heard or any big hail reports in the Charlotte region? Uh, I have not, uh, at least not with my own eyes, because as I bring the radar back around to Charlotte, I am on the south side, so I'm like down here where we're not getting mm, a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, about an hour or so ago, I was able to see the lightning off to my north. That's a really poor arrow I just drew, uh, but I cannot independently verify anything right now at this point. You notice this hail, this hail picture, if you look at the table, you see these little black dots. I don't know if you can see where I'm pointing here. Uh, we're still looking mouse. at your, your hail picture, uh, is what we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm showing the hail picture. These little black dots on the table on the edges here are holes in the table and down here on the bench where hail actually chipped away at it. So there were some yeah. fairly large pieces falling in there. Hey, James, um, I know we're testing it and all that. Uh, I haven't seen the Facebook Live yet, did you? Yeah, I know. I'm, that's, I'm working on it. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> while James is working on that, I want to screen share this. This uh, off my Twitter page. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Look at this. Take a look. Can you guys see that? Yeah. That is in Greer, South Carolina. It looks like it snowed there. Yeah, much. Pop it up on the screen. There we go. Oh, I already started there. As you guys can see, I mean, it looks like it snowed there in, in the upstate of South Carolina. I mean, it's crazy. I bet it got pretty cold, too. Yep. I imagine so. Uh, this is actually from our area. I don't know if you guys can continue seeing that. Uh, that's quarter size. Wow. Yeah, quarter size hill in Lincoln County. Uh, just outside of uh, the Lake Norman area. Yeah, going down. Oh, yeah. By the way, everybody's dealing with thunderstorms, and I still have wildfires in my area. So <laughs> there was uh, the smoky sunset here in the uh, Morganton area tonight. Uh, let's see. Here's some more hell. Look at this. This is from the upstate. I mean, look at that. That's bigger than quarter. I mean, that's that's, that's really large for this, yeah, area, that, for this area. That's, I mean, wow. I think that's got to be almost a golf ball size right there. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's about, that's about as big as you can get in the south. Any bigger than that would be – I don't know. I don't know what this, the biggest size is for upstate South Carolina or even for the Midlands, but, man, that's and here, huge. Here's one that had a measuring device there, 1.7 inches in diameter. That's impressive. Wow. For the southeast, that is incredibly impressive. I wonder if that's some sort of record have, there. That's got to be. Yeah, and there's one more that I was able to find, so – that's in the Taylor's area, Taylor's, South Carolina. So crazy stuff. I mean, you know, you normally don't see hell maybe in the Carolinas until late April, early May. So tis the season. Pretty so, much. So, Scotty, I do think we have Facebook Live working right now. So whether you're watching us uh, this evening on uh, YouTube or on Facebook Live, uh, hello to you and welcome into this special Tuesday night edition of the Carolina Weather Group as we are tracking these storms. Uh, Scotty, you did a, a write-up for us earlier today on uh, carolinaweathergroup.com uh, talking about the storm setup for tonight. I was wondering if you could give us a little uh, debrief on what you talked about earlier today on our blog. Yeah, definitely. So uh, today, as you can tell, the atmosphere um, kind of juicy out there, especially where, where I live. I know maybe for, for James as well as he was in the Carolinas. Uh, you know, you just kind of feel that humidity in the air. Uh, and we had something called a cap. And the cap basically uh, in the, the article that I explained is it's kind of like a bottle cap on a soda. If you shake that soda up, as long as that bottle cap's on there, all the, the contents stay in the bottle. Uh, but if you release that cap, you know, if that cap's off and you shake that soda up, that soda goes everywhere. So what happened today, and I, I 
think I, I didn't get to see the sounding for myself. I was going off of Jeff Crum. Uh, he's a meteorologist in Charlotte for Tom Warner Cable. He said the 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 magic temperature per se was 84 degrees. Once the surface uh, observation reached 84 degrees, that should be able to kind of lift that parcel of air above the cap and really start to to grow the clouds and, and the cumulonimbus and, and get your thunderstorms. So. So busted, it seemed like along and south of Interstate 40 in North Carolina, all the way into the upstate of South Carolina and Georgia. So uh, that cap kind of busted. We got to see these thunderstorms, really steep lapse rates, which is uh, your difference in temperature uh, as you go up parts of the atmosphere. So a little bit colder up there. And so those uh, hailstones got to grow larger and larger until that updraft couldn't support them anymore. And that's why we've got all this hell that has fallen throughout the area. I haven't seen many damage and wind reports. I don't know if you guys have, but uh, that was kind of the setup today with those steep lapse rapes. You know, hell was the primary threat. And uh, once that cap busted, you seen about, I think it was about 5, 5.30 when the storm started forming in the upstate of South Carolina. And uh, it's continued like that uh, for the past couple of hours. And uh, I think Shay had pulled up that radar earlier, maybe before we uh, went live and was kind of talking about the mesolow shade that that's uh, moving into uh, up uh, northern Georgia. Yep, yep. So it started out as a short wave. In fact, let me go ahead and pull that back up on the screen again. Let me see if I can grab it. And uh, let me know when you get a full screen out of it. We got you. Okay. So yeah, this started out is is a, a fairly enhanced short wave lee side. Uh, I'm sorry, windward side of the Appalachians, which would be the western side, and the system is just now it's moving over the Appalachians and sliding down state, down slope, and it's getting some spin to it. So we would really call this more of a mesolo in the making right now. Uh, it's going to be more of a surface low feature, but it's going to carry these storms all the way down towards the coastline. And uh, are you still seeing it or is it still? Yeah, we still got I'm you. Seeing? Okay, good. Uh, and, and you can see the storms here that are associated with it. I do suspect that the inflow from the ocean with the southerly wind, south-southwest or southwest wind ongoing, which was pretty strong today, around 17 to 18 knots along the immediate coast. This inflow of, of cool, I'm sorry, of uh, sea breeze air that turns to more of a nocturnal jet at nighttime is coming off a of very cool water at 58 degrees. So that's a stabilizer for these storms. And so I'm expecting a lot of these to sort of fizzle out as they approach the coastline. I think we'll definitely see some rain that'll help out with the pollen issues that we have around here. But I think these storms, we may still see a rumbler too. Don't be surprised if we do. They may make it overhead along the inversion that forms along the coastline. Uh, so there may be a connection there, but I think for the most part, we may not be seeing any of this really severe weather. Uh, maybe maybe some strong winds, possible small hail inland, but I think the immediate coastline and the coastal counties will probably be okay with just some heavy rain at times, maybe a, a bolt of lightning or two. We definitely are seeing uh, some pretty intense storms out there tonight. Uh, again, if you are joining us on this uh, special Tuesday night edition of Carolina Weather Group, thanks so much for joining us. We are on YouTube, as we always are, uh, but also you may have found us tonight on Facebook Live. So we are testing that out. We welcome your feedback and your comments as we are trying out that new technology. Uh, just a few minutes ago, we were talking about the severe thunderstorms that are rolling through the Charlotte area, and I believe it was Scotty who asked uh, if we had seen any hail in the Charlotte area. So I've uh, rolled back the radar to about 810, just past 8 o'clock hour, and I've checked some storm reports that already coming in you can see we've got a couple storms in particular uh one just uh, there approaching harrisburg 
uh, one to the north of Charlotte, almost over Interstate 77 in the Lake Norman area. And we're getting some initial storm reports in from storm spotters and such that we uh, saw some hail reach the ground anywhere from an inch and a half to just over two inches in diameter. Uh, and that seems fairly realistic with A, what we're seeing on, on this replay of radar, and, and also what we've been seeing elsewhere across the region that a lot of these storms are in fact uh, supporting enough lift uh, in the atmosphere to, to really generate hail of that size. And going back to that conversation about lift, it's exactly what Scotty was talking about earlier when he was talking about shaking of that soda bottle. And Scotty, when you were using that analogy earlier today on the web, I just kept thinking about the uh, Diet Coke bottles and uh, the mints that you Mentos. put in them. Yeah, Mentos. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about in the setup today. Yeah, same thing. I mean, it, and it's, it's a good... I use it in, in school presentations, you know, to kind of show you how the cap pops off and, uh, you know, you twist the bottle, you put so much pressure in it, and then the cap blows off, and that's how you get your storm. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, and that's that's what happens around here, especially in the springtime, summertime. Uh, Shay was talking about that inversion, you know, that, that kind of capped off atmosphere, and once, once you get that parcel of air above it, it's game on for storms. Right, right. And you can get some of that, you can get some helicity out of those as well. We, we sometimes will see water spouts, but usually when the water is much warmer than it is now, water temperature is 58 degrees. So uh, we're not expecting anything like that, not even at Lake Moultrie. But uh, I did have a question from uh, someone I know, Chad Carson. He lives in Indian land, South Carolina, and I'll go ahead and zoom into his area as long as you guys can see the screen. Yeah, we got you, Chad. Go ahead. Yep, he's just north of Rock Hill, Chad. Um, and he's just south, I'd say, southwest of Charlotte near Clover. I think Indian Hill is somewhere. I'm trying to zoom in. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna make it on the map here. Where, where is it, Shay? Shay, one more time. Uh, Indian Land, it. South Carolina. Okay, he's so asking, if you what go about him? Just south, just of, south Charlotte, of Charlotte. Yeah, right, right up right. above Rock Hill. Right. It's. I know it's somewhere in this vicinity right here. But most of those those initial storms were moving just north of you, Chad. Uh, we got some uh, storm activity to the west heading to the east, so this is something to watch. Your area is definitely, um, you know, an area to be concerned about. I think you may see a little bit of strong winds, possible hail. You got all this moving in from the west as well. So I think most of the upstate and the Midlands are going to be seeing some of this. And, and as we get closer to the coastline, we see the storms kind of fizzle off. So we're going to um, be on guard for that all night. If you have a garage, I'd put your cars under it and um, or inside of them or under any kind of uh, overhead area that would protect your car from any hail because th these storms are hail makers. Your friend Chad and I must be neighbors. I'll pop my radar scope up. You can see my townhouse and Red Ventures, if I'm not mistaken, is just across the border in Indian land. Uh, so there's a, a kind of a general <laughs> idea of, of where we're talking. Actually, right in between those storms, Chad and I are right now today. Very good. Hope that helps. I know there's a couple of other people that live out that way that uh, are probably watching this right now. So. Guys, I don't know if you can see my radar. I've got it popped up here. This is something that's developed over the last uh, five, ten minutes or so, starting to get some thunderstorms uh, to develop just south of Asheville. And as that next impulse of, of uh, storms comes into the uh, upstate of South Carolina and northeast Georgia, we're going to watch uh, the Asheville, McDowell, uh, Henderson County, Rutherford County, Polk County area to see if these uh, storms kind of backbuild. That's what's happened uh, with that initial phase right here, we had the storms in the upstate, and eventually it, it built into Cleveland, Gaston, Lincoln. I even had a report, I think, out of uh, Iredale County of some hell. So uh, we're going to watch this area right here, and you can see that lightning is really starting to uh, really starting to fire off. Uh, 
in the uh, Buncombe County, uh, Henderson County area. So anytime we start to see that lightning really intensify, that, that shows us that soreness strengthening. So uh, that's something we're going to have to watch, especially uh, just south of Asheville along Interstate 26 uh, between Asheville and uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, and great information there, Scotty. And what I want to pop up on the screen back now, just coming back into the Charlotte area again, and then hopefully maybe we can uh, give David Reese a moment to talk a little bit about what he's seeing in some of his old general stopping grounds of the state of Georgia. Uh, but we are beginning to get now some storm reports in, uh, again, from the Greenville-Spartanburg area, the Charlotte metro in that upstate of South Carolina. Uh, Robbinsville and Graham County, North Carolina, reports of uh, trees down, uh, numerous trees down there across Graham County. And also uh, ham radio skywarn spotters in the Charlotte area, Cabarrus County, uh, near the Harrisburg line, uh, we actually have trees uh, reportedly blocking uh, a lane or two there on North Carolina 49. So we do have some very windy conditions with these storms. And, and that, in fact, it brings us to our two big uh, things for today. It's it's not really tornadoes that we're concerned about with these systems. It's the wind and the hail uh, like we've been like we've been talking about. So I think as uh, the team has been mentioning so far, we're already beginning to see that. And, and, and really, we're still kind of early in this. You know, it, it's not going to be, I think, at the end of the day, a huge severe weather outbreak, but of course it's the second day of spring, as Scotty mentioned in his uh, blog post today. So it is kind of kicking off of that spring season and we will probably have some lasting damage during the overnight hours, especially if you live in an area where you get some of this large hail or these, uh, or these damaging winds. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I'm gonna pop radar scope back up and I wanna focus on two metro areas right now. We're gonna start with Columbia and then head on over to Atlanta because we can look on the right side of the screen here where we can see the velocities. These are the radar estimated winds. Again, they're a little bit higher up in the atmosphere than at the surface, but you can already begin to see that some of those severe thunderstorms that are rolling into the western Columbia area do seem to have some pretty intense lightning with it. This is from the Greenville-Spartanburg perspective. Let's switch this over now uh, to the radar perspective from the Columbia radar site because if we get a little bit closer uh, to these storms with uh, the radar, we can get a little bit closer to the surface and probably get a, a little bit more accurate of a reading. But radar estimated winds, again, up in the atmosphere right now, <clears throat> some pretty strong winds going to be coming into uh, the Columbia area. Uh, David Reese, is that exactly kind of the concerns right now in the Atlanta metro as well? Yeah, I'm seeing mainly wind reports in the Atlanta metro. I haven't seen too many significant hail reports. I think most of that was across northern Georgia where the freezing level was a little bit lower than the uh, 11 and a half thousand feet that they reported at uh, Peachtree City uh, with their zero Z sounding. I looked at it a little bit ago and it was just over 11,000 feet that they had that freezing level and a little bit of a cap at 700 and also just above 500. So that could have delayed uh, Atlanta's severe weather a little bit. But let's go ahead and take a quick look at uh, CAE, Columbia, because I know there from what you're showing me that looks like a significant wind event that is heading for them and uh yeah, that would a lot be of outflow boundaries lots of outflow boundaries popping left and right all over the place up that way so there's going to be there's going to yep. be some some bursts yep i mean when those outflow boundaries run into those other other thunderstorms and you get the warm buoyant air and then you get the outflow which is basically acting like a mini cold front. That's the way I like to kind of talk about it. It's like a mini cold front, and then you basically cold air denser than warm air, so the cold air rushes to the ground, spreads out, and that just forces the warm air aloft, and that'll help kickstart some of the other thunderstorms out ahead of it, and that's kind of what you're seeing there in Atlanta. Now, if we can get uh, James's screen shared there, 
that's one outflow boundary. Fortunately, it doesn't seem like it's firing off too many storms to the south and west of the Atlanta metro area. Most of the activity is heading off to the south and east of Atlanta. It'll be interesting to see if Macon gets in on the action. I don't think Macon will. I think most of this is going to head along uh, Interstate 20 and eventually down towards the Augusta area, which is bearing down right now, also towards uh, Columbia. And again, I'm seeing a lot more wind reports on the southern half of it, seeing a lot more hail reports on the northern side up near the Charlotte and Asheville area. So that'll be my biggest concern now is wind. It's this turning into a big, bigger wind events as it heads into central South Carolina and the right. eastern half of Georgia. Once that mesolo starts spinning, <clears throat> we'll see the, the, south, the southern side of this really flare up. And also one thing to consider mm -hmm. is the, the Midlands and the sand hills and, and some of the um, clays and loams and areas that retain heat. Today was a pretty hot day. It was for, for you guys. For the first day of spring, we got almost, we got to 90 degrees uh, just inland today. That was, I, I can't remember if that was a record or not, but I mean, you, you figure uh, upper 80s spread all the way into the Midlands. And so you have a lot of heat release. And when these outflow boundaries collide, they'll cause more thunderstorms to pop along them. Uh, they, they're kind of like fireworks. Uh, but I, I suspected that southern side and all the way around to the western side is this mesolo starts to spin up across the state and uh, head towards the ocean that will get some uh, some fairly, fairly significant activity through the Midlands mainly. And we can see some of those outflow, uh, outflow boundaries that uh, David and uh, Shay were speaking of. I'll circle them there. and You can kind of see them just as a ripple actually starts mm -hmm. way back up by uh, Newberry. And then makes its way down towards Columbia in this in this loop. And as David mentioned, you can start to see the action firing up and bubbling uh, right back behind it. Uh, I can also confirm exactly what they were talking about. Looking at storm reports uh, back across the Atlanta area, an 80-foot pine tree is reportedly down in Barrow County or Barrow County. So uh, you know we're talking about uh, some pretty significant winds that are going to be taking down some otherwise fairly sturdy objects, uh, whether that be your backyard patio furniture uh, or uh, maybe maybe a tree or two. Uh, and we also will watch for some of these uh, embedded thunderstorms to contain. And I was trying to click on the, what I assume is a flash flood warning? <laughs> flood warning of some sort there just outside the Athens area because certainly lots, I would imagine flash lots of rain embedded. Yeah. James, do you, have a, do you have a power outage report for us? <laughs> You want me to read off? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I hope everybody's okay and has power, though. I hope so, too. If not, you could be streaming us on Facebook Live, right? That's what we're here for. Uh, Shay likes to uh, roast me a little on the fact that last time we did one of these, I went county by county uh, and read off a lot of storm reports. But you know what, Shay? They do tell us a lot, right, about what's happening on the ground and a little bit of verification. I know what I learned. I learned every county in North Carolina from west to east in almost alphabetical order the way that you described it. <laughs> Uh, Scotty, you had a picture up for a while, and we were blabbering, and I'm wondering what that picture was. Well, first picture, you're talking about power outages. This is from uh, one of our uh, guests who's uh, been on the show a couple of times, Jamie Mitchum. Uh, he's in uh, northern Georgia, and watch this. His power goes out. Ready? Three, two, one. Well, I think it goes out. There it goes. So there's, uh, there's power outages in northern Georgia. And yeah, the fan literally just cuts off. <laughs> and then we'll go down here. This was in Kannapolis. This is a north, uh, north, northeast of Charlotte. Uh, this is uh, some hailstones that uh, this uh, gentleman, uh, 
Lyles. Oh, so this is up in this is up just yeah. northeast of Charlotte, then. So yeah. wow, these uh, these hailstorms are spreading all the way across the Midlands. And then something interesting. I don't know if I should do this, but uh, I'm gonna show you a quick glance at chat. Our buddy Brad Panovich talking about looks like a wake low wind event developing on the backside of the Mesolu, Western North Carolina and Northwest Georgia, and that tells mm -hmm. me that we could see some. Uh, high winds in that area, but I'm going to hand that over to the wind expert himself. And Shay, tell us what a wake low is. Wake low pressure. That's a, uh, it's a, not a very common thing we see in the Southeast. You see that more up a lot around the Great Lakes area as those large upper lows move through the area. So what a wake low is, you have an initial cold front that usually can be associated with a cold front or a mesolo in the Southeast region. Uh, they sweep through and you get a tail end of that that acts as a cold front and sweeps through. Now, immediately behind this cold front or this wake low band uh, is high pressure that fills in behind it. So you get a clearing of skies, and then you get almost another cold front that develops right behind it. It's another area of low pressure. It could be nearby or it could be distant, but it, swing, it keeps the winds usually from a southwest uh, direction in this area. And good Lord, that is a huge hailstone in that picture there. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, um, was, was going through Twitter. Um, wow, three this inch. Is, this so is the, a, go ahead, Shay. No, the um, so the wake low, yes, it does increase the winds ahead of the next sort of front or the band that comes in behind it, and uh, we could be seeing a secondary line of storms develop behind that. So, uh, or behind this initial mesolo. So we'll have to. Brad could be right about that. I need to go on to our. Wind alert and data scope viewer and see what's going on with the winds because I think I see another area of energy developing across, let's say, maybe northern Arkansas. There's another band up there. I'll go take a look at that and put it up on the screen here in just a minute. All right, well, we'll let Shay do that. Uh, Shay asked and Shay shall receive. Here we go, everybody. Buckle up, get the popcorn ready. It's time for the Duke Energy Power Map brought to you by Shay Gibson, wind alert expert. Uh, all right, so I won't go through all of these, and I especially won't go through in them alphabetical order, but uh, we do have a number of power outages. We talked a little bit about the uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg area, less than 1,000 customers affected, so that's uh, essentially households or business establishments. Uh, we do have some back up into the mountains in western North Carolina, about 2,000 uh, there, and I bet you if I come yeah. out of the county view and zoom on in, and yes, Scotty, I was going to ask you for some analysis. This is uh, <laughs> a little bit closer to your neck of the woods. Not quite your neck of the woods, but you're the closest we've got so do you I, know what we're here? I, I believe that was the severe thunderstorm warning in uh graham county i think that's graham county that you're looking at um I, they had a report of numerous trees down across the county uh i'm not not sure if that is graham county where you're the, that's jackson graham so yeah you're right in that area yeah, so that that's uh that was probably from the severe thunderstorm warning that just uh was issued a, a little while ago so uh the report came out that there was numerous trees down around the county, so the power outages kind of lines up with that. Oh, Jackson, literally just climbing to uh, 3,000 affected customers. This is just Duke Energy, folks, so there are other power companies in the area. Uh, we're not surveying all of them, but we are taking the conglomerate here to uh, get a pretty good sample size. Uh, Greenville doing pretty good. Only 141 customers affected at this hour, and that's an area, along with Spartanburg, that kind of got slammed earlier uh, with the first reports of power outages coming in at about 7 o'clock. So they're doing a pretty good job there of, of keeping the lights on, uh, regardless of, of all that hail. 
that we've been seeing uh, come across uh, the area. I want to take a moment to kind of just zoom out uh, for everybody, and I want to do a screen share of the uh, Carolina Weather Group radar from carolinaweathergroup.com uh, and just kind of help you reset uh, here at uh, 936 on this Tuesday. I'll let you know exactly what it is we are looking at. So North and South Carolina radar right here. We do have a few severe thunderstorm warnings uh, just outside of the Charlotte area still. And based on what we've been talking about so far, a uh, reminder, of course, that a severe thunderstorm warning means 60 mile per hour damaging winds or quarter size hail, quarter size hail, right guys? Um, or is it three quarter size? No, quarter size. Quarter size. I was right the first time. Always no, go with like your gut. The, the size of a quarter. It's one inch in diameter. Did I just confuse okay. <laughs> We confuse each other. Uh, either way, Sorry. that's what we're worried about, and that's what we are uh, monitoring for, and that's exactly why we do have these uh, severe thunderstorm uh, warnings out right now. Uh, and so that is exactly what we are watching for. Yes, 60 mile per hour wind gust, quarter size hail. Uh, so you can see those just to the north and uh, east there of the Charlotte area, and even some coming back across the uh, upstate into central parts of uh, South Carolina. So I think we should check in there because that is just inching closer and closer to Columbia. Let's uh, switch sources. I think uh, Shay's got something up on the screen he wants to show us here. I think he's maybe zooming in exactly into that South Carolina region. Yep, just looking over some of the winds in the air. I'm gonna switch to miles per hour here. I'm looking for a wake low and what I'm kind of looking for when I look and I see this map is is uh, you see the winds here are basically north northwest cutting down through Atlanta, Georgia, and this is the area I'm going to focus on because this is where the winds will shift. And you can see behind all of the storm activity that the winds are re are holding up 23 miles per hour. That was the last reading. Uh, with a wake low, we would start to see the winds shift to the west and sort of back a little bit more southwest and start to sweep up behind. So that's what we'll be looking for here in a little while as the system progresses towards the east. You can see some of the wind readings here up to 41 miles an hour in Atlanta and International. Actually got up to, let's see what the high wind guess was, 55 miles per hour. And that was uh, about, what would that be, 14 minutes ago? Sounds about that right. Was, that was the latest reading. Yeah, 55 miles, an, 55 miles per hour winds there. Hartfield Jackson, you're saying? Yes. I can zoom in and try to get to Atlanta Fulton County Airport. And it looks like we had a gust there of 46 miles per hour at 8.57 p.m. Uh, so we, we expect these winds to really come blasting in north, mainly from the north, north, northwest uh, as the storms progress. Uh, and, and if you go to the coastline, I don't know how if this is laggy or not, but you see these southerly winds. These were really nice, built on a really nice sea breeze today. We have uh, this down here at Tybee Island, we're only at 10 knots gusting, or 10 miles per hour gusting to 18 miles per hour. I keep forgetting I'm always at knots. If we zoom into the Charleston area, we can see the nocturnal jet has really turned on. It's holding up along the beach as we switch from sea breeze to nocturnal jet this time of night. And this is the graph from today. You can see the sea breeze really came up and up into the mid-20s, and then it comes back down, of course. And then in the harbor, just inside the coastal break is where the winds are holding up. In fact, they're actually building just a little bit now. Uh, along that nocturnal jet, but you can see the direction here southwest, and that's coming, wind is coming off the ocean, so the sea surface temperatures are cool at 58 degrees. This is what I was talking about earlier, why the storms tend to fizzle out along the coastline, and let me go to sea surface temperatures here. See our cool shelf waters. And this is one of the reasons why we just don't get the storms because you see the southerly straight south flow up from Georgia 
up into southeastern South Carolina. And then the winds start to bend once they get north of Charleston. That way, uh, a lot of times just at Georgetown, which would be right here, uh, and northward up into the Grand Strand and Myrtle Beach tend to see these storms more so because uh, these winds tend to fade out a little bit more west-southwest at nighttime. But it looks like Myrtle Beach has a south flow too there. So that could be significant for their area as well. Um, we'll just have to see what happens here in a little while. I think we're, uh, we're going to be okay along the coastline. But right now, everything is really starting to head down towards the Midlands, towards Columbia, uh, towards Atlanta. So we'll see here. Yeah, yeah and by the, the way... I was going to Go say, ahead, by David. the way, Shay, that 55 mile per hour wind gust, I was looking at the radar here, that was caused by the outflow from those thunderstorms on the western side of Atlanta. So the, that wasn't actual like associated with the thunderstorms. It was dead calm and then it gusted to 55 without any rain. Wow. Yeah, that, that is also so a that, major that was, thing. That, that was the gust front. Yeah. So if you're out there, folks, and uh, and you don't even have to see the storms or hear them coming for that wind to pick up. They'll just, it'll just happen out of nowhere. And then, and then the storms will come after that. So don't be surprised if you see that tonight. I was going to say, you've probably experienced it if you're watching at home tonight and didn't even realize out on the soccer field or at the T-ball game. And all of a sudden that wind picks up and you're like, the weather is turning. And it could, you know, be one of several things that uh, you may be experiencing. I was going to echo exactly what David talked about, uh, and we can very quickly uh, pop up the uh, Peachtree City radar again to kind of show you exactly where things are, and you can see that that outflow boundary is right about here. Go ahead, David. Uh, I tweeted out a video on Twitter that uh, the outflow boundary going through a baseball field, and they had to cancel the game. So if you want to use that to illustrate too what you're talking about, since I can't screen share. Oh, that would be great. I will get to that in uh, one second here. I'm going to bounce through a couple windows that I have up, and then we will get to that. So uh, here's that outflow boundary that David talked about. The Atlanta airport is going to be, oh, right about there. So you can see the thunderstorms are there about now. Uh, and speaking of the airport, I always like going to this. And if you've watched TV news, you've probably seen it before. It is the flight-aware misery map. And we can already see that uh, we're beginning to get some cancellations and delays in both the Atlanta and the Charlotte area uh, because of the storms rolling on through. So I'm sure that if they don't already, they will probably have some ground stops there if for nothing else but lightning. Uh, and just to uh, top off uh, Shay's last analysis, he talked about how these storms will pretty much die down by the time they get to the shore. And here is the latest uh, outlook, severe weather outlook for the remainder of tonight through the early overnight for the Storm Prediction Center in Norman. And you can see a lot of uh, what we've been talking about so far is outlined in that yellow. That is the slight risk area. That's essentially a two out of five for the threat of severe weather, which tonight is wind and hail. Uh, and then taking a step down from there, one out of five marginal uh, has been redefined a little bit. It's got a little bit of missing notch. A lot of Tennessee has already seen their action tonight, so they've removed a lot of that state. Uh, but you can see other parts of the Carolinas are, are in that. I'm going to go ahead and pull up David's it looks, like they that, it looks like they pushed that marginal line all the way to the coast. It wasn't there before. So, yeah, they may be they may be making that connection with that inversion to keep that thunderstorm possibility or potential uh, all the way to the coastline. Yeah, they moved that slight box as well, too. It wasn't as far south and east earlier today when, when Scotty was doing his write-up. Yeah, I've got another picture of ice falling out of the sky. You want to see it? Look at yeah, this. Please. Look at this video. like golf balls. Mm. Amazing. Here's another one. This is just north of uh, Charlotte in the uh, Kannapolis area. Wind and smaller hill falling, but it's crazy stuff.
Um, also, here's something interesting. I'm going to pull it up right quick. Um, this is a special weather statement from the National Weather Service in J Greenville, Spartanburg. Talking about the outflow boundaries that you guys were. Thunderstorm outflows will bring very gusty winds to central and southern mountains of western North Carolina as well as the northern upstate of South Carolina through 1045. So uh, the uh, Weather Service also uh, latching on to the uh, possibility of those outflow boundaries uh, presenting some gusty winds, you know, 40 miles per hour. Um, won't really necessarily knock trees down, but if you have any loose lawn furniture or or anything like that, you might want to uh, to watch that as well as uh, as that comes in. Just looking up, uh, Brad Panovich has broke into uh, coverage right now, covering these storms. So um, busy, busy night here in the Carolinas. I like this kind of stuff, though. It kind of gets you in the feel for uh, what may be uh, coming up for the next few months. Absolutely. Welcome to spring. Uh, David Reese, here is that video you talked about of a uh, baseball game being called of wind. Uh, any additional information you have on this? Uh, no, that's when the gust front went through. If you play through the beginning, there it is. I mean, as you can see, it's not raining. I mean, you're not seeing rain. It wasn't called before due to lightning, and they do call those because of lightning. Uh, I played softball back in Georgia, and they call those due to lightning more often than I care to remember. But that was all outflow winds, and you can just see it just immediately picked up, and they immediately called the game. So that's the kind of wind that – Created that 55 mile per hour wind gusts at Hartsfield, and uh, which is down in Georgia, and also what we can expect as we get into uh, middle Georgia there, from basically Peachtree City down towards Macon, if those storms are able to hold together. And Milledgeville also seeing uh, a really strong line of storms passing between Atlanta and Augusta on Interstate 20 mm -hmm. right now. It's I think we just got a new tonight across Georgia. Yeah, I think if yes, I they got a massive new warning there. I think <laughs> Peachtree City was just like, all right, let's just issue this whole entire thing for a while. Yeah, so wow. uh, we can actually probably measure that real fast uh, just to find out the exact distance. This one alone is uh, eh, roughly 50 miles across, but then, you know, it's still 60 miles tall. Uh, and we have another uh, a pretty large size warning uh, in the Columbia area as well. And I was just reading some analysis uh, from the National Weather Service in Columbia. They are watching their area closely. They are watching that Augusta area closely. Uh, pretty much everything along that Interstate 20 corridor that David was just talking about. And they're telling us that more warnings could be coming as necessary. But right now, it's a pretty good size warning as it is. Uh, I want to ask, uh, I'm going to put Shay on the spot. Yeah, that that southern side and the wet and the eastern side, those are the those are going to be the spots to watch there. And this gust fronts, you know, I know we keep talking about those, but that's a prime example in that game of a gust front arriving or an outflow boundary arriving well ahead of storms. I and mean, those things can travel. I've watched them. I've watched the sea breeze line here on the coastline, uh, sort of uh, head inland for up to 60, 70 miles, but with strong, severe storms like this. They, they are known to travel up to two and 300 miles away from their storm, well ahead of them. Do you think we could get a uh, warning maybe to fill in the gap here between Augusta and Columbia, depending on how this storm progresses over the next little bit? Absolutely. I think Sparta just got it, so I, I'm pretty sure it's going to follow right in motion with Augusta and swing right on through Orangeburg and maybe even as far down as the Walterboro, South Carolina. 
Uh, fantastic. Coming up about 10 minutes to 10 Eastern time here with us live on this Tuesday, special edition of the Carolina Weather Group. We are on YouTube. We are testing out Facebook Live, so we are looking for your feedback. Um, please let us know how we look, we sound. As we're coming through to Facebook, please be nice. I know I have a big <laughs> forehead. There's nothing Facebook can do about that for me. Uh, Scotty Powell had some uh, media up on Twitter. Uh, give him a second to pull that up. Let us know what we're looking at and let everyone know that I guess, unless these guys tell me otherwise, Maybe we'll wrap in about 10 minutes or so because uh, we could do a nice uh, service then of uh, handing off our viewers to their local 10 o'clock newscast to continue tracking this, including Mr. David Reese himself, who will turn around and go talk to a different camera. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to head out just to get ready for that. So you guys All right. take it easy. Be safe, everybody. Thanks, David. Fantastic. Thank you, sure. David. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll fill until the broadcasters are back on. Although it sounds like Brad Penovich, WCNC in Charlotte, is is of course uh, standing by and has cut into his programming at least once ahead of his eleven o'clock. But without further ado, Scotty, what are we looking at? Yeah. So uh, this from uh, one of our um, guests who's been on the show, Kelly Dubeck, who is in the Augusta area. Uh, showing, look at this hell size, two point three inches in diameter hail falling just outside of uh, that's Crawfordville. Uh, Georgia, Washington, Georgia, just outside of Athens, Georgia. So, uh, yeah, you were talking about that severe thunderstorm warning maybe filling in. Um, if we see hell like that moving to the area, we'll definitely see a warning. So uh, uh, Kelly giving us uh, the update out of her area. And I know that area fairly well, having gone to school in Athens and having uh, had a friend who lived in Thompson. You take uh, the name of the road is escaping me right now, but I wanted to add the color commentary uh, to your uh, analysis that it's very dark out there and it's very rural, like a lot of the areas we were probably talking about tonight. So if you were driving along that road, you could very easily get inundated by heavy rain and any sort of hail that would be coming down in the darkness uh, as you make it through a lot of those areas out there. A lot of towns. Uh, like we have in Carolina is in that part of Georgia with, you know, it's a one stoplight type of community. So uh, probably would take much to uh, really lose that visibility there. Uh, Two to three uh, inch size hail. I wanted to ask a question real quick. Now that is extremely large for the Southeast. Scotty, what, why do you think we're getting hail that size upstate? I just think, um, I, I think as we looked at the analysis, the, the air is just so much colder, colder than, than what we may have thought. Uh, to begin with, because I think as we started the day out, the health threat wasn't that elevated um, for the upstate. I'll have to go back and look at the uh, the SPC uh, breakdowns of that, but I just think the, the air is a little bit cooler with the steep lapse rates. Uh, this is actually a cold front. I mean, if you look at uh, the temperatures, I know for Western North Carolina, I just did the forecast for our area. You know, we're talking about upper 40s as high as uh, on uh, Thursday. So, you know, that's just showing you that it's going to be colder. So, uh, that cold air, um, maybe just uh, those hailstones being suspended up just enough in that cold air that it's allowing them to uh, kind of grow a little bit larger than what we first thought. Right. Yeah. Excellent blog today, by the way. If you want to get a www.carolinaweathergroup.com, Scotty has a nice uh, blog that he posted today with some explanation on the severe weather threat and why it's coming together. So yeah. And uh, kind of plug our show uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to have Trisha Palmer on from the National Weather Service in Greenville, Spartanburg. And um, hold on, we got one more guest coming on. I just don't have my list with me right now. Um, I know her first name. Uh, yeah, uh, just stretch, stretch, stretch. Just um, stretch for you? There we go. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I got it now. So uh, Trisha Palmer is coming on as well as Sandy LaCourte. Uh, she is with the National Weather Service in uh, Wilmington. They're going to kind of come on and talk to us about the severe weather, excuse me, the severe weather that does affect us here in the Carolinas. So 
uh, this will definitely be a, a good time to ask those questions, you know, to our guests in a couple weeks. So uh, looking forward to that as uh, April, we uh, prepare to go into Severe Weather Awareness Month. Um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to having our guests there. And I know we're talking about severe weather tonight, but Shay and James, we heard a little bit of breaking news this afternoon. Uh, mm -hmm. Changes at the National Hurricane Center. Dr. Rick Nabb uh, leaving his post there to uh, go back to the Weather Channel. You guys have any thoughts on that? I, I tell you, I've been unplugged. I was out kiteboarding today, so I haven't been tuned in to what's been going on. I thought you were going to bring up the, the fact that James <laughs> can call watches and warnings without a system forming yet, but that's a whole <laughs> different topic. Um, wow, that's news to me, and you're giving me something to go look up tonight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, he will be returning home to the Weather Channel just in time for hurricane season. So uh, whether it's in the public or private sector, we'll still get to see him on television. Looking forward to his analysis, whether he's sitting at the desk in Miami or sitting at a desk, I, I presume. Is he moving back to Atlanta? Uh, I would probably. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it's a good move for him. Hopefully it's something he wanted and, and not something that was caused by other concerns or forces. Definitely wish him the best of luck. I'm going to get Scotty. I know the weather community is uh, is pretty happy about that because he is a good communicator. Uh, you know, he really did well during Matthew and Hermine. So, uh, always uh, looking for good communicators to um, have a, a you know a, a nice outreach to folks. And I think the Weather Channel provides that. So, I know you had a power outage just pulled up. So let's <laughs> uh, let's go to those. We'll get off of the hurricane subject. It's uh, nine fifty four, and it's time for power outages on the fours. Brought to you by Shay Gibson of Wind Alert. I see my uh, county. Yada, yada, yada. I, I see that my county now has some uh, power outages. Uh, yeah, here you are. Uh, one. Oh, okay. That's one. <laughs> it's not my house. I have power. We're good. <laughs> that's, that's good. Thank you for having so to pay their bill out there. That's what happened. Uh, here's what I wanted to show. We are still mainly, for the most part, doing okay in the Carolinas uh, to self-appoint myself as a power outage uh, expert here, uh, doing some analysis on our, our graph here. We do have uh, several hundred customers, Duke Energy customers of the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area that are out. We are beginning to see a few more in South Carolina. We still are working to get the lights back on in parts of Western North Carolina where some of the storms came through earlier. But this is what I want to show everybody. Uh, we jump on down to Georgia. We have more than 160,000 Georgia power customers without power. And as we've been telling you, during the last hour or so, the uh, Atlanta metro area right here did get uh, a pretty good uh, whopping uh, not too long ago uh, in Fulton County, which makes up a good part of uh, western Atlanta. Uh, nearly 200 outages, 30,000 customers affected there. If we take a look at DeKalb County and the east side of town, 265 outages affecting 70,000 customers. So all in all, 164,748 Georgia power customers are without power right now. Uh, and I would expect to see this number to climb, uh, especially since Georgia power does still service folks as you make your way down towards the uh, Augusta region uh, right now, oh, does this not give? Wow, well, I tell you that that had to have been some really, really high wind events. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and hop off, James. Here, but yep. uh, I know we were wanting to get off the air before our local TV stations. If you're in the Charleston yep. area, check out Rob Fowler with Storm Team Two, uh, Dave Williams with with Channel Four and with Fox WTAT, and also Bill Walsh with Channel Five. Those are your three Mets tonight. I'm pretty sure Bill Walsh is on tonight, but those are the three for the Charleston area. Tune into them, and also. Always tune in to the National Weather Service for your local uh, warnings and advisories. 
absolutely good information there, Shay. We'll be wrapping up in the next few minutes. Thank you for joining us, Shay. As, as you hop off, uh, we're still looking for feedback. If you're watching us tonight on YouTube or Facebook Live, do let us know how we look and sound because we uh, want to continue to use Facebook Live as a way to uh, reach you, not only for special programming just like this, but also for our upcoming shows. And just like we would on any given uh, Carolina Weather Group uh, point, we like to end things with Scotty, who's going to tell you all about our upcoming guests. Uh, and I don't know if he knows I was going to toss to him. So if he needs a moment to pull up our list of upcoming guests, including tomorrow night's show, uh, fast. <laughs> I, I will go ahead and uh, remind you that you can, of course, follow us on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we have iTunes and Google Play podcasts. We have a website that you can subscribe to email notifications from. So essentially, whatever it is that you're looking for, please do follow or subscribe to be notified uh, exactly when we have some new live uh, and entertaining and informative programming for you. And with that, Scotty. Hey, look, we have a, you have our list up. Yeah, we have a message we need to check too. So we'll get to that <laughs> uh, tomorrow night. We try to be very responsive. We do, we do. Uh, tomorrow night, sea level rise with uh, coastal hazard expert, Doug Marcy. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, to talk about an important topic, uh, sea level rise and and the concerns that may create as we go throughout uh, the next few years. I actually got a nice tweet this uh, afternoon from Michael Lowry. He used to be the hurricane ex hurricane expert on the Weather Channel. So Michael uh, going to be tuning in tomorrow night. So uh, we look forward to having Doug on and a very good show uh, coming up. And then after that, we're going to round uh, out the uh, National Weather Podcast Month with the Stormfront Freaks, a fellow weather podcast that will. Uh, be joining us so that'll be a fun show no set topic just gonna shoot the breeze with those guys over there and then we start to go into uh, april with uh, severe weather awareness month uh, understanding the severe weather threats we talked about that just a little bit ago uh, virginia storm chasing with uh storm chaser uh, veteran storm chaser chris white and then we uh, round out the uh, end of april with uh predicting tornadoes with victor Gensini. uh victor uh, has done some research you know uh over the past couple of years talking about uh, possibly being able to predict these uh, severe weather outbreaks a couple weeks in advance. So uh, last year he was 10 for 15. So that's uh, that's pretty good odds right there, pretty good uh, uh, skill. So we're happy to have Victor on joining us at the end of the month. I have to go find my University of Georgia transcripts because I'm pretty sure Victor taught one of my classes at one point. Yeah, I think he he's a... Uh, um, a professor at the College of DuPage right now, but I do believe looking through his info, he was at Georgia. Um, I'd have to try to remember exactly which one of our uh, atmospheric science classes it was. So as we come up to the 10 o'clock hour, and we'll hand things off uh, for you to continue watching your local television news. Uh, here's a look at our Carolina uh, Weather Group radar uh, from carolinaweathergroup.com. Let you know exactly what it is uh, that we are watching. We do have a break in the action right now in the Charlotte area. Things are still quiet from Raleigh and points uh, eastward. We will watch the action as it rolls through the Columbia Metro and maybe tries to uh, survive as it uh, comes up on Interstate 95 corridor tonight and just off to the left side of your screen there, the western edge of our radar. You can see a lot of those severe thunderstorm warnings and a flash flood warning or two back across portions of Georgia. So as uh, Shay said, uh, keep those weather radios handy tonight. I've got one in the, the bedroom that will wake me up if uh, flooding or winds get too bad. Uh, or maybe you've got, and I was going to try to show the mobile one, but it is tethered to my desk. There we go. So uh, keep one of these handy as well, uh, and uh, it will let you know if anything uh, substantial is happening. But if you haven't done so already, Go grab that patio furniture and bring it on inside. Yeah, definitely. Uh, new severe thunderstorm warning out for Buncombe County. So uh, if you live in the Asheville area, severe thunderstorm warning just to your south going into Henderson County. So everyone stay safe out there tonight. Um, 
we want to see you back at the Carolina Weather Group tomorrow night. So stay safe out there. And like Dame said, go bring that patio furniture in. <laughs> I got to go do that myself. Good night, everybody. See ya.